Insight, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just a couple of things off of one of the videos on the pregame there. We have Kareem Jean-Pierre, the most incompetent press secretary to ever hold that office. When she says things, when they ask ask her questions about whatever it may be, whether it's the Biden documents, the border, the economy, and whenever they refer, whenever she refers the reporter to, let's say, the White House counsel, the DOJ, like she, she's talking about the, the documents, the Biden documents, the classified compartmented documents that Joe Biden has committed multiple felonies in possessing. She says, you know, what? go talk to the DOJ. The DOJ, just so everybody knows, and I'm sure those of you who are watching already know this, the DOJ is the White House. There is no separate, there's no separation between the DOJ and the White House, the White House counsel and the White House, the DHS and the White House, the EPA and the White House. It's all the White House. They're all run by political appointees out of the Biden administration. The DOJ is run by Merrick Garland, from, who is a, a Biden appointee. So th- when, she, when she deflects these questions and says things like, well, you know, go talk to the White House counsel, go talk to the DOJ, that, that is the White House. There's nobody else to answer. The reason why she's saying that is because they are going to then say, go talk to Corrine Jean-Pierre. Oh, you know, then Corrine Jean-Pierre says, go talk to them. It's just endless deflection because she doesn't want to actually answer questions again, but we all know that. All right, hopping just real quick onto the the Biden documents, some of the latest stuff that's come out about them. And just to reiterate to everybody, make sure that you understand the difference between Biden being in possession of compartmented top secret documents and Donald Trump being in possession of top secret documents that were declassified. The vice president, no matter what, no matter unless he becomes president and while he's president, which, of course, Biden never was because these were documents from over six years ago. Well, he sat in his possession for six years. Who knows how long they are, how, how long ago they were written or how long ago they were produced. But, but Joe Biden, there is no way out. Of course, we know that Merrick Garland's never going to prosecute him. But there, there, the statute of limitations will be 20 or 30 years. Joe Biden must be prosecuted and or impeached because he is in possession of classified documents. Oh, but Donald Trump did it. Oh, Barack Obama did it. Presidents, totally different, non-applicable, can declassify, and every document at Mar-a-Lago, of which was raided by the FBI, at the request of Merrick Garland and the DOJ, at the request of the archives, which was probably a solicited request from the DOJ, raided Mar-a-Lago for documents that are non-criminal. That's why you're not hearing anything about it. I mean, you, you, you and I honestly think now what's coming, what, what's happening with Biden is that these documents, it's being leaked now that these, these documents from Biden are actually Ukrainian, have to do with the Ukraine. Of course, both people, and I'm not going to deep dive into this tonight. I could do a whole show on collusion, and a lot of you would be very interested in it. You ever read the books by Dan Bongino about collusion, about the collusion hoax? But this goes all the way back to where was Joe Biden? I want you to think about this. Where was Joe Biden in, on January 16th of 2017, four days before leaving office, of which nobody, of course, nobody would be on Air Force Two, right? Joe Biden was where? On Air Force Two in Ukraine, 
four days prior to leaving office. Because the Ukraine, the Ukrainians, everyone, this bastion of democracy, of course, we know is run by a leftist authoritarian named Volodymyr Zelensky, who's a hero of democracy for the left. The left who claim the left, which always the left means communism and socialism, are, are, are the champions of democracy. But Joe Biden was over in Ukraine with the prior uh, prime minister, making sure that they were cooperating with accusing Donald Trump of collusion. Ukraine was a huge part of that. Huge. The Ukrainian embassy in that collusion hoax was a key staging area for the collusion hoax in D.C. Just understand that. The Ukrainian consulate in, in D.C. So just understand that's why Joe, this is and, and, and Mar-a-Lago happened so that the left can say what they're saying. The Goebbels media can't have a totalitarian regime without Goebbels. You can't have a Joseph Stalin, I mean, a, a Adolf Hitler without a Goebbels. You have to have a Goebbels. The Goebbels is who? The mainstream media. They're all Goebbels. Operation Markingbird. They receive their marching orders via emails, and they all spew out the exact same thing. And they knew that would happen. So the, everyone needs to understand that this is, goes way back. Mar-a-Lago was raided so that the left stream media could say, look at Mar-a-Lago, look, Donald Trump did the same thing because they're always accusing you of that which they're doing. And it's worse than that. They are accusing you of that which you're not doing, but then will set you up as if you are doing it. That's, that's, who, the, that's who the modern left is. These are not liberals. These are leftist totalitarians who are leftists for everybody but themselves. You know, climate change activists for everybody but themselves. Mask wearers, mask wearing, uh, vax mandating, vax dictating, lockdowns for everybody but themselves. That's who these people are. So Joe Biden, in January of 2017, January 16th, four days prior to leaving office, is in the Ukraine meeting with their with their current prime minister, which I believe was the guy before Zelensky or maybe Zelensky had just been elected. Don't remember. But that's where he was. Very strange behavior. And now the leaks that are coming from the Biden document uh, investigation are saying that these are Ukrainian documents that were next to his Corvette. And now the latest pics are coming out of Hunter Biden driving in and out of that, of that garage where those documents were being stored. And who knows, in Joe Biden's Corvette, who knows who, and you know, you know what, you know, we all know what Hunter loves. He loves Eastern European prostitutes. Loves them. Mix that with cocaine and you've got Christmas for, for Hunter Biden. And that's who was in and out of Joe Biden's office. Don't worry, Joe Biden's garage. But don't worry, the garage was locked. But Hunter Biden's got the key. Hunter Biden's got the garage door opener with his cocaine and Eastern, probably Eastern European Ukrainian hookers. Not to mention, not to mention the CCP. All right, back to the original Chuck Cholesterol tweet. Bombshell report. Biden did not report the $50,000 per month in rent that Hunter claimed he paid that Hunter claimed he paid in rent. Leave this up for me just so I have reference. What, what does this pertain to? The Delaware House in Wilmington, where Joe Biden was was storing, not in a skiff. What skiff stand for again, Will? Sensitive compartmented information facility. Not in a skiff. 
Now, here's the thing. Even if he had a skiff, total felony, he could have skiffed him up all he wanted. Still a felony. Donald Trump, in a skiff, guarded by the Secret Service, gets raided by the FBI. A skiff that was actually uh, holding declassified previous previously classified documents. That was Donald Trump in a skiff guarded by the Secret Service under lock and key. Joe Biden's was in his garage or at the UPenn Biden Center, which was paid for via $54, billion, $54 million from the CCP that was donated to that college. The Biden Center was built with CCP money at UPenn. So you have that. You can pick one of the two so far locations that these compartmented top secret documents were found. Compartmented again means above top secret. Only certain people with top secret clearances can actually see them, i.e. compartmented. So you have uh, Hunter Biden says in his emails on the, uh, on the laptop from, from H-E-L-L that he was paying $50,000 a month to Joe Biden for this to rent the house where these documents were being stored, right? And again, when you're dealing with Hunter Biden, and this is something I could spend three hours on, you're dealing with Hunter Biden who received $1.5 billion from a CCP-controlled bank for his consultancy fees, flying over on Air Force Two in 2014 with his father and secured that money. Who knows who was going in and out of this office? And again, go back to the UPenn Center, the UPenn Biden Center, where you had Joe Biden's attorneys who, are, who do not, by the way, it's been confirmed now, the DOJ refused to actually go into these buildings, i.e. Joe Biden's garage, the UPenn Center. The DOJ under Merrick Garland refused to send in agents with top secret clearances to go in and actually supervise the retrieval of these documents. Refused to. But now they've retracted that. They've backtracked and they've said, no, no, we were there. That's all they'll say. We were there. Did you supervise it? Did you take custody of the documents? Or did Biden's attorneys, his personal attorneys, not a White House counsel, his personal attorneys without top secret clearance, and again, these were above top secret and probably mainly having to do with his Ukrainian corruption and his Ukrainian corruption, not only for his own personal, uh, for his own, his own personal enrichment, but also to get Donald Trump. Those are the documents that are probably there. Probably not just that, but, but at least, at least can, you know, somewhat containing those documents. So while they're there with Joe Biden's attorneys who don't have top secret clearance, the DOJ refuses to send agents to supervise the retrieval of these documents. Who knows how, who knows who had access to it? Obviously Hunter Biden had full access to the documents in the garage. They were not under lock and key in the garage. They weren't a skiff. They weren't guarded by the Secret service. They were sitting there in cardboard boxes. In the garage is Hunter Biden spending $50,000 a month for housing costs. They don't know if it was just for this house, by the way. $50,000 a month that Hunter Biden could drive in and out of. So you have Hunter Biden has access to these compartmented top secret documents along with everybody else who's in Joe Biden's Corvette with Hunter Biden while he smokes crack and, and pays prostitutes. And then you have the UPenn Center, the Biden UPenn Center, that was paid for by the CCP who knows how, who, who had access to that? They were also in a closet paid for by the CCP. So who knows who had access to any of that? 
It, were those documents actually put in the UPenn Center so the CCP could have access to them? We've seen, I, I, I put a couple of these on the, on the podcast. Where, where who, who's being arrested for espionage in this country right now? Over the last 33 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, who has been arrested for espionage? College professors. Where were Joe Biden's top secret compartmented documents? At the Biden UPenn Center paid for by the CCP, of which he made the president of that college the new ambassador to Germany. Strange, isn't it, how it all works? Now, here's the thing. You're like, well, it's right wing, left wing politics, people battling back and forth. No, this is way more than that. It's way more than a phone call with Zelensky. Biden, I mean, uh, it's way more than, you know what, which was impeachment number one. Way more than impeachment number two, where they said that Donald Trump incited an insurrection by saying peacefully and patriotically protest on video over, I mean, and then called for the people to go home. But yet somehow he incited an insurrection. Insurrection lasted 2.5 hours and that was completely and totally unarmed. How that's an insurrection, I don't know. But they, again, they just redefine everything for their own personal uh, political gain. So here's the thing. I mean, this, this is not just political games. This is hardcore. There is no way around the very fact, and they all know it, that Joe Biden has committed felonies. It doesn't matter that he's cooperating. It doesn't matter that he was transparent. None of that matters. That's what they're going to float. It's just gaslit propaganda. It's just camouflage. Just word salads. It's, it's just uh, just filling the air full of, full of words so that real questions aren't asked. It's just filibustering. He's cooperating. You know, we're waiting for the outcome of the investigation. Can't talk about it because it's an ongoing investigation, which needs to be dropped, by the way, from our, from the, from our culture, that things can't be discussed while they're being investigated. Why? And I'm coming from 25-year law enforcement backgrounds, deputy sheriff right here where I'm sitting, Sarasota County, 25 years, 1992 to 2017 straight, 25 years in a day. All of that needs to be dropped unless it can be proven that it would jeopardize the investigation. Because everything's classified, everything's redacted, everything's I can't talk about it right now. That all needs to be dropped from American political culture and everything needs to be transparent. Just let it all out. But this is way different than political going back and forth. Way different. There's no way around it. Joe Biden committed multiple felonies. Barack Obama will get away with his 150,000 documents that the National Archives have been looking for since he left office, that he promised that he would give back, that he has yet to give a single page back. That's not an exaggeration. It's 140 to 150,000 documents that, that right now Barack Hussein Obama is in charge of, but they're in a skiff. They're actually in a secured facility. It doesn't matter where that secured facility is, it is, and it's guarded by the Secret Service. Can't stand Hussein Obama. I'm just telling you, that's a fact. He's going to get away with it. He's the president. Vice president, you or not, that's why Ron DeSantis should never be vice president. Should not be, should not be anybody's running mate, either be president or don't. Because vice president means absolutely nothing unless the president gets assassinated then, or the president's too sick to carry on. Whatever it may be, doesn't matter. Totally useless, doesn't have any power, nothing. 
So Joe Biden, there's no way of getting around to this. So what does this have to do with this rent paying stuff? What, is, what does this have to do with anything? Go to the next one for me, Will. Uh, window, uh, uh, Huspo, something like that, tweet. Breaking Hunter's 49000 50000 monthly rent matches the deposit at the House of Sweden. That's how, you know, whenever you're doing business in Sweden, that just, you know, that just, is a, that, that just says, you know what? This is, this is, you know, this is absolutely above board. Whenever American is doing, is doing business in Sweden, you know what? Alarm bells should go off. House of Sweden related to his venture with who? CEFC, Chinese Energy Corporation. The 49, the 50,000 amount also matches the money he claimed to pay in rent while living at Joe Biden's Delaware home. See, again, leave this up, Will. These people are zealous. They are. They're full of zeal. They won't die for nothing. They, they won't be destroyed for anything, but they are full of zeal for only, only as much as it personally enriches them. Only as much as it gives them personal honor, personal glory, personal celebrity, but they are very zealous about their own personal wants, needs, or desires. They are full of zeal, but they're not smart. I mean, you think about how dumb you have to be that you're alleging on a financial disclosure that you are spending, now we'll get to the specific number, $49,910 in rent to your father. The exact same amount was written to the House of Sweden related to his venture with the Chinese energy company. Think about that. Now, is there anything I can prove right now? But this is easily proven. You put Rudy Giuliani on there. Not, not John Durham, a real prosecutor on this. Not Trey Gowdy, a real prosecutor. This would be lock, stock, and barrel. Espionage, treason, whatever it is. Violation of multiple violations of Logan's, Logan Act. Farrah violations, the things, the Farrah violations that they tried to get. Uh, General Flynn with where you're, you're a foreign agent that sounds way worse than it is it, fairer just means you have to register as a foreign agent which means you're basically lobbying for a foreign company a foreign country i.e. a foreign company but I mean think about how dumb you have to be this reminds me of Jesse Smollett writing checks to the people to pay, writing checks to the people who attacked him to attack him leaving that record Hunter Biden alleges that he's paying his father $49,910 a month in rent, but that exact same amount goes to a Swedish bank where he's doing business, where that Swedish bank was just funneling the money to a Chinese energy corporation. I mean, it's, it truly is mind-boggling. Go to the next one for me. Paul Sperry tweet, breaking Property records show Hunter Biden ended his office, his office lease in D.C. building, listing Chinese, here it is again, Chinese energy company, CEFC, as a tenant in February 2018. The same month, the Ben Biden Center opened its D.C. office. Classified documents were found at the Penn Biden Center, which officially opened its doors in 2018. Again, easily, I can't, I can't tape it all together. Because I don't have, I can't make giant leaps. I don't do that on this show. Every time that I've made giant leaps, it's came back to kick me right in the nads. So I don't make it anymore. The only real giant leap I ever made was that I believe that Donald Trump would be president again after the 2020 election. Not the, not the, uh, 
QAnon bull crap of it's going to happen this date, it's going to happen that date. I just thought when a court, when a court, when you have 21 states that are suing the federal government, I thought that uh, you know the Supreme Court would actually hear their case instead of dismissing it with due to lack of standing. 21 states. So I just thought it would just somehow be overturned. I did. And I said that numerous times. You know what? Here it is. I'll model it for everybody. You know what's coming in this room. I was wrong. Just like I was. I said it when, when I accused Derek Chauvin of murdering George Floyd. I was wrong. Which, by the way, don't mean to hop onto this. We're about to, we're about to hop, lop, lock, stock, and barrel into the World Economic Forum. Which, by the way, will include a bunch of other things in the midst of that. But Derek Chauvin is appealing his conviction. You know, on the grounds of what? On the grounds of exactly what I've been saying and anybody else with a brain, but nobody else will do it. Even the most conservative of conservatives won't touch Derek Chauvin. Why? Because of the personal cost of them. If you don't speak the truth because of personal cost, you're actually, you're actually hanging out with the Antichrist spirit. You really are. If you're unwilling to tell the truth because of how it will personally affect you, I'll get banned I'll get shunned. I'll get name called. That's exactly what the Antichrist spirit is doing to manipulate the planet right now. So I just say that to fellow conservative hosts and podcasters who won't dare touch Derek Chauvin because, you know, it's too too much of a political hot button. Well, what kind of court system do we have if someone has to go to prison that didn't commit a crime just because of the political repercussions of not convicting them? What can we, do you want, how about you being on the other end of that? And again, I reiterate to you, I'm not saying this to soft pedal it, to mitigate the repercussions on me. I've handled many police calls. I've had many people on the ground. I would not have handled it the way that Derek Chauvin handled it or the way the Minneapolis St. Paul Police Department handled it. I would not have. George Floyd, who had, you had four or five cops right there. Even though George Floyd was a, a large man, very, uh, Physically capable man, obviously physically capable enough to hold a knife to his pregnant girlfriend's belly. We know that. But yet he's, a, he's an iconic figure on the left with, with monuments being built daily. I would not have handled that police call that way. However, what's the, what, what's the, what's the crimes that Derek Chauvin was charged with? I bring this up again because he's appealing his conviction today. This isn't part of the show. I don't even have any slides on it. But it just popped into my head. And I just, it boggles my mind every day to think about it. So I'm not saying that I, I believe in how they handled the police call. I don't. When, if it was me and you had five cops there or more, which in, in, in urban scenarios like that, it's not like how I worked in the, in the county where you'd go on police calls all by yourself all the time. There's a million cops right there. He wants to sit up. He's already in custody. He's already in handcuffs. Sit him up. Sit him up. So I, you know, I don't, I don't agree with how they handled the call, but that did not kill him. Derek Chauvin did not kill George Floyd, according to the medical examiner, i.e., the coroner. George, George Floyd had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his body, three times. And here's the coup de grace. And I know that you, those of you who watch this podcast all the time, are sick of hearing it. But I just in case there's new people watching, and maybe somebody with some influence. You never know. You never know. George Floyd's lung oxygenation rate 
at the moment of death was 95%. That's exactly what you have. Slightly more or slightly less right now. So Derek Chauvin, in order for him to have killed George Floyd, he would have had to have strangled him to to death, asphyxiated him to death. He did not. So how did Derek Chauvin kill George Floyd? And that's the basis of his appeal. And he's totally right. He, if Derek Chauvin killed him, it has to be asphyxiation. But there are no characteristics of asphyxiation. No, no, there's not even any bruising on George Floyd's neck. Oxygenation rate, 95%. So how did George Floyd die? Heart failure due to a fentanyl overdose which is what the coroner said period now other things get mixed in well you know what people being on his back was a contributing factor the coroner wrote that in why the coroner wrote that in because he's a disingenuous dishonest spineless coward who's afraid of the political ramifications of the truth i'll lose my job i'll be called a racist you know what you need to tell the truth period just get saved, become a Christian. God will be your protector. People who aren't saved to abide in the truth, you know, God bless you, but you're on your own. And I admire you if you stand in the truth. But I stand in the truth always knowing that no matter what names I'm called, and believe me, I get called names, that God will be my, protect, my protector, God will be my redeemer, and God will fix any calamity that happens. I, just, I know that he will. It always will. So that's it on Derek Chauvin. I just wanted to put that out there. I'm going to switch to the World Economic Forum. Just do this one on there first, just for the heck of it. Just to show you what, you know, moral Everest all these guys are. Prostitutes gather in Davos. for This is Daily Mail, which is, by the way, nowhere near a right-wing magazine or news outlet. Prostitutes gather... Uh, prostitutes gather in Davos for annual meeting of global elite where demand for sexual services rockets, no pun intended, during economic summit. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, these, these, are, these are the moral upstanding people, the lifesavers, the mask wearers, the compassionate ones. And yet, lo and behold, and they're always against human trafficking, they always say, but they always want an open southern border where women are being raped daily. They love the CCP, where Uyghur Muslim, Uyghur Muslim women are being raped daily. They're, everything they say they are, they, they are exactly the opposite. They are devils. For Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen. Drew Hernandez video. Let's open up Davos, shall we? Drew Hernandez video. Davos wash. Klaus Schwab proclaims the World Economic Forum and its global affiliates must overcome those that have negative, critical, and confrontational attitudes. Play it for me, Will. Cooperation in the fragmented world. At the beginning of this year, we are confronted with unprecedented and multiple challenges. We need to overcome the most critical fragmentation. And the most critical fragmentation is between those 
who take a constructive attitude and those who are just bystanders, observers and even go into the negative, critical and confrontational attitude. All right, so here we are live at Davos by, via the magic of my producer, Aaron, if you notice our screen in the back. Let me, let me translate that for you. He talks about cooperation. They, they, are, they want cooperation. What does that mean? You'll either cooperate or will mandate and dictate that you cooperate. So that's cooperation. He talks about fragment. There's fragmented individuals or people with fragmentation mentalities. Those are people like you and me who refuse to comply. We're fragmented. The most critical fragmentation are bystanders and observers, is all quotes, Critical, which means critical, the most fragmented, the most, the most critical fragmentation, the most existential threat to the World Economic Forum and its agenda, which is to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point using vaccine passports and climate hoax uh, mitigations. That's their agenda. Those of us who are just observing or even bystanding or worst of all, critical of it are the most critical of the fragmentation. That's what he's talking about. The All of these people, it all starts off with, even like what I, the, the video that I showed of Benjamin Netanyahu, talking about their biometric ID, which, which he says, which will be voluntary, of course. Voluntary, of course. It always starts off that way. We're just like Klaus Schwab. We're just looking for cooperation, which means cooperate or dictate. Cooperate or we will dictate. Cooperate or we will make it non-voluntary. Barack Obama, you'll be able to keep your doctor. Joe Biden will never mandate vaccines. It's all voluntary. That's how they always start. To, because 40% of the culture will volunteer. 40% of the culture around the world will volunteer. They will do anything that they are told based on certain precedents. Number one, they'll be because they want to be thought of as reasonable evangelical Christians, this is one of the major struggles inside of the evangelical church. Evangelical Christians want to be thought of as reasonable. They want to be thought of as loving. Loving not by biblical standards, God is love, but by their own standards. And they will do anything to preserve that notion, that veneer of loving reasonableness. They're not harsh. What about Jesus who called people whitewashed tombs, sons of hell? Full of dead man's bones. I mean, but they will, Christians and, 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 and most others in the culture, they will do anything not to be called names, not to be thought of as somebody who lacks compassion. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't want anybody to not think that I have, I, you know, I use wisdom in my, no, I don't, I don't use my wisdom. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. I stand in what the world calls foolishness, which is the word of God. That's 1 Corinthians 121. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom didn't know God, but yet all the Christians go, you know what? You know, I understand that we, whatever we bind is bound and whatever we loose is loose. But, you know, you got to use wisdom. It's not a Bible verse. So now you're using the Antichrist, the prince of the power of the heirs, wisdom. It's a mockery. 
It's a mockery of God. It's a mockery of the church. It's a mockery of a son or a daughter of the living God. But you can get most people on the planet to do whatever you want them to do. You know, it reminds me of the end of the movie, The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, where the murderer lures in the reporter into his house just because the reporter was afraid to turn down the request. And the murderer actually says, and this is a serial killer who's lured many people into his house just because they were afraid to offend him. He said it, it amazed him. And I'm just paraphrasing using my own words. It amazed him. Even when people knew their life was in jeopardy, they would rather risk their life than offend. I would rather offend than risk my life. But that it's very easy to lure people in. And you will lure the first 40% of the freaking globe, if not 60%, just on fear of offending. We're just looking for some simple cooperation around here. Can't everybody just be reasonable? Can't you just get an electric car so there's less CO2 going in the air? There's more CO2 going in the air because of the electric car, because of its development. And where, how does it get charged? At a CO2 producing coal fire plant. I mean, how stupid can you be and still actually suck oxygen into your, into your air holes? But yet simple cooperation will cause people to act in nonsensical ways. I mean, stupid ways. You saw that video that I played at the beginning of the guy who's claiming to be a girl. What was his name Bridget or something like that? Bridget? Yeah, Bridget. Who's a giant fat guy. I mean, I talk about I hide my double chin with my beard. This guy, he doesn't even have a triple chin or a quadruple chin because his double chin is job of a hut. And he talks, his voice is lower than mine. He hasn't lopped anything off either. I wonder why he wants to go into a ladies gym. There's nothing lopped off. You lop it off, we'll talk. How's that? Lop it off, show it to me in a jar and we'll talk. Or show them to me in a jar. And we'll talk, but just be, you, you, you will get so many people just on, you know what? We just, we're just looking for a little cooperation. Can't you just call a guy, a girl and a girl, a guy. Can't you just put a mask on? Even there's not, even though there's not one study that shows that they block viral infections, just push, put it on. You know, here's monkey pox, which, which is a contact transferable virus, but put a mask on anyway. Just be cooperative. Just do really stupid things under the name of cooperation. Because if you don't, we'll call you anti-science. We'll say that you're an unreasonable conspiracy theorist. Most people will just go ahead and do it because they don't want the labels. How many labels were thrust onto the back of Jesus? That he himself was called Satan. But yet he just stood in the truth. All right, let's go on to the next one, which is what we're going to need to do because the enemy is meeting, not the people, the Antichrist spirit is meeting in Davos as we speak. Masako something, Gahaka, but Gaha, Gaha, I always try to get it, Gananha, Gananha video. I encountered, I encountered Klaus Schwab, and here is what happened. Play it for me. Uh, it's Jeremy and 
So he turns around. If he, if she would have answered CNN, oh no problem. MSNBC, no problem. Maybe Fox News because they're a tweener, but because she's an independent journalism, oh no, no thank you, no thank you, yavo. Because you, they got, you know, if you're going to have a tyrant, you've got to have a Goebbels media, not an independent media, not a media that will shine light into the darkness. And by the way, for everybody, shine light into the darkness for the conservatives too. Whenever a conservative does something stupid, I want the light there too. There's nothing to hide. All right, Pope uh, Leotis tweet. Now here's just, I'm, I'm just, I have, I wrote together a list, but I put together this just to start the list. Why is the governor of Michigan in Davos, Switzerland? You ever, I mean, I mean, again, I'm 54 years old. So I remember Jimmy Carter as president. I don't remember Nixon. I do remember, and I remember a little bit of Ford. And I remember Carter. Of course, I remember Reagan. After Reagan Bush, then Clinton, then George W. Bush, then Obama, then Trump, and now the basement dweller, Pudding Pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kamala. Um, so I, I remember, and I, not why I, I, all throughout following politics, I never remember governors of states going over to meet with a globalist organization. Why is Governor Whitmer, governor of Michigan in Davos? And here's another, here's the other list. Why is the governor, I told you, equal opportunity offender, why is the governor of Georgia there? Why, who's a Republican, alleged, alleged stomp, staunch conservative, which by the way. Kemp did great on COVID. I don't, I don't get these people. They're great on COVID. But yet he's over there addressing Davos. And they're not addressing Davos. Trump went over there and, and dressed down Davos. Talked about the independence, the nationalism of America. Dressed them down. And the prophets of, uh, you can't follow the prophets of doom, the climate doom that, of course, Davos espouses. Why is, why is Maria Salazar, Republican congresswoman from Florida? Why, why is she in Davos? Why, why is Joe Manchin there? Senator Joe Manchin from the state of West Virginia who always claims to be an independent or middle of the road conservative Democrat, which by the way, he isn't. He's basically 90. He makes an occasional stand so he stays palatable for his constituents. But he's a hard, hardcore leftist. Why is John Kerry there? Why, why is Christopher Ray there? The director of the FBI. Why, why is he there? You know, again, I could spend an hour just on why Christopher Ray is there. But just as an example, why is Christopher Ray there? Because Christopher Ray, whether he knows it or not, is a hand puppet for the globalist left. Terrorizing only the globalist left's political opponents. Only. Where, who, what, what leftist is he terrorizing? Well, where, where, Antifa? Black Lives Matter? I mean, we know that there is horrendous tax cheat tax fraud inside of the of the of the of the black lives matter organization we know that where's the fbi i'm just curious nowhere 
He's just a hand tool of the globalist left. And again, I could spend a whole lot of time on that, but I'm just not going to do it. I just wonder why all, are, are all of these people, both right-wingers and left, because if a right-winger is in Davos, just so everybody knows, they're not a right-winger. Of course. All right, let's go to the next one. Here's here. This was big news. And most of you, of course, have seen it. It's been all over since last night. Jacinda Ardern shocks the world and resigns as New Zealand Prime Minister. Says she's got nothing left in the tank and tells her fiancé, Clark, let's finally get married. So... Why, why is she resigning? Well, let's look at the video first. Here's Aaron Ginn video. Here's her resignation. Play for, oh, no, that's not her resignation. Skip, skip it. Just hold that for me, Will. I thought it was. I gave you the wrong one. That's good, though. See, leave it right where it is because I'll use it. There's the video. Over, I actually have it in the post game of her tearful resignation. Why is she resigning, though? We're still going to go to that Jacinda Ardern one next. Okay. I can see what's next. You guys can't. But why is she resigning? Because she's way down in the polls. That's why she's resigning. She's one of the biggest COVID vaccine totalitarians on the globe, if not the worst. And here's a little prediction. I can't remember what my prediction was on the last show. Made a big prediction then. Here's another one for you. Will not be long till she's where? Working for who? She might be married when she does it. Who knows? But she'll be working in Davos and working for Klaus Schwab. Now, now I just put this out there. Most of you have seen this video, Aaron Ginn video. This is Jacinda Ardern. Look at the attitude on this woman when it came to COVID and vaccines. Play it for me. So you basically said this is gonna be like, well, it's almost like, I, you probably don't see it like this, the two different classes of people, if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated. That is what it is, so, yep, yep. Can you describe as you were previously hoping not to be able to, not to have to do that, I guess, when we still mm. look like we could maintain elimination across the whole country. I guess that has now changed because... I think it was less, less because necessarily of the elimination determining that and more because we, of course, uh, maintained and actually we have managed very high vaccination rates generally without the use of certificates. But actually what it's become clear to me is that they're not just a tool to drive up vaccines. They're a tool for confidence. People who have been vaccinated will want to know that they're around other vaccinated people. Uh, they want to know that they're in a safe environment. It is a way that we can give confidence to those who are going back into hospitality or events. Uh, and so that is something that I think we should offer to people who have been vaccinated, that confidence that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe and that they can come back out and start enjoying those things safely. So here you have somebody who claims to be a leftist, compassionate human being advocating for two classes. They will say that that's what you and I try to do. How do we ever advocate for two classes? I'm racist. I'm xenophobic. I'm transphobic. How do I, how do I ever advocate for two classes? But they do. They will project onto you that which they are. She advocates the unvaxxed will be non-privileged. The vaxxed will be privileged. And this is after she knew. After she knew the vaccination doesn't stop transmission or infection and says, you know what? Vaccinated people want to know that they're going to be around other vaccinated people. Talk about racist. I mean, you see the essence of racism in her words. You just substitute race instead of vax. That's who these, that's, that's exactly who these people are advocating for two classes and the unvaxxed want to be around. I mean, vaccinated want to be around other vaccinated people. Why? Because they feel, because they, that way they feel safe. You're vaxxed. You're vaxxed. Why would you have to be around another vaxxed person if you're vaxxed? Otherwise, it invalidates your entire argument for being vaxxed. If it doesn't stop transmission and infection, what's the point? 
And here's the thing. You can say, well, you know what? It stops uh, hospitalization of death, which of course we all know it doesn't. But even if you believe that, you're safe. Why would you need to be around anybody else? Why would you, why would you need to be around other fully vaccinated people? You're vaxxed. You're safe. There she is, just bold-faced lying again, creating a narrative, creating a problem, and offering your solutions, all for the purpose of controlling, subjugating, and subjecting people to your authoritarian rule. They'll just make it up out of thin air. Vax people want to be around vax people. Why? Because it keeps them safer. How does it keep them safer when the vaccination doesn't stop transmission or infection? How does it keep them safer? There's no arguments behind it. You know what? We want to, uh, you know, offer women health care. Health care by dragging babies out, piece by bloody piece, out of a woman's womb. You call that health care? Makes absolutely no sense. Of course it makes no sense. Climate change that they're that they're hoisting upon all of our backs. Not one of their Mormon Jehovah Witness style prognostications and prophecies have ever come true, but yet they offer their solutions. But she's gone. That's a good thing. Hopefully they vote in somebody. She's way behind in the polls. That's why she's not running. Has nothing to do with burnout. And she will have a job for the World Economic Forum before long anyway, which is both those are the really the, the two reasons. They can't have her lose. So they have her resign and she'll go join Klaus Schwab and Davos. All right, where am I at? Pelham tweet. All right, Pelham tweet. Over 2,500 delegates. Now remember, just laying, and I know I'm preaching to the choir and all of you already know this, but just laying out the groundwork. Why does Davos exist? Davos, the World Economic Forum exists. The real agenda is to leverage the world into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. Control all the product. Send Mark Rutt, Prime Minister of, of the Netherlands, send in the CCP and Billy Gates into the United States to buy up all the farmland, have Mark Rutt confiscate all the farmland. That's the number one and number two agricultural producers on the planet. may not believe that, but it's absolutely true, is the United States and the Netherlands control all the food you control the consumers of the food mark rutt receives awards from the world economic forum is probably currently in the world economic forum right now greta just showed up there today thumber just showed up at the world economic forum today oh yeah my producer goes wasn't she just arrested yeah she's somehow miraculously free and is now at the world economic forum is actually they're speaking against the people at the world economic forum whatever it sounds like another ukrainian conflict so these people are there, and again, you have the agenda, and then you have the tactics for the agenda. The agenda is to leverage you into a one moral commerce system. Revelation chapter 13, 16, 17, 18. Revelation chapter 14, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Read those right now. Read them up. Read them for yourself right after the podcast. That's the, that's the agenda. Now, how do they install this agenda? How do they bring this agenda into fruition? How do they do it? They use tactics. COVID was one where you have World Economic Forum actors. Peter Daszak, Equal Health Alliance, Bill and Melinda Gates, Foundation, Anthony Fauci, 
the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, funding gain-of-function research to create the alpha variant of COVID, which, of course, won't kill any of the bourgeois elitists, but they'll use it to install fear. And really, that fear was never of the virus. It was afraid. The fear was always the fear of not complying with the agenda, which was a reaction to the virus. That's all that that's what it was all about. That's all that was needed to get to the vaccine passport, which, again, is a singular access point to a one world commerce system. Now, at Davos right now, they, they pimp and whore vaccines there, too, which we'll get to. But one, one of their major tactics, of course, to leverage you in to that one world commerce system is, of course, saying that there's an existential threat to the world called climate change. So they believe that sputating CO2 is the greatest threat in the world. That's what they say they believe. None of them believe it. They're using it, creating the problem and offering their solution. They're just using it as a launching pad to bring in, to usher in their authoritarian agenda, which is a one world commerce system with a singular access point. It's just a tactic. And it's shown in their mass unfettered unfettered hypocrisy they're not they're not ashamed of it at all unapologetic hypocrisy because nobody there will report it outside of the real news outlets that are there over 2500 delegates 5000 armed security and over 2000 individual private flights private flights will fly into davos into a Swiss ski resort for the world, which is Davos, the World Economic Forum Davos 2023, to tell the rest of us to stop taking flights, <laughs> stop driving petrol cars, and stop eating meat. How many of you, now, if you believe that farting was an existential, th- existential threat to the world, i.e. either animal farts or your farts, then you would think that everybody there is not eating any meat, right? How many of them are devout vegetarians? How many, how many there, is Klaus Schwab a devout vegan? I mean, you'd think they would all be devout. If, they, if you really thought it, you'd think you'd find another way there outside of a private jet. And it's not just private jets. Once they park the private jet, that's not good enough. If it was you and I, we'd call an Uber. Not them. After they park their private jet, then look what they have to have. Play for me. Well, there you have it, the final leg in the journey of the great VIP, whether he's coming from London, New York, or Shanghai. Your average oligarch does not fly commercial or drive in a bus. They take a private jet to one of the airfields we visited earlier, either in San Moritz or more likely in Altenheim. But of course, that means there's still the hour or so drive. That's too much for these busy people. So they hop in a VIP helicopter and get brought straight here to this high security helipad on the outskirts of Davos itself. There's police, there's security, there's military, all to make sure those oligarchs and billionaires get smoothly from their private jet to the private helipad into a private VIP car and whisked to a private meeting without coming into any contact with the grubby peasants. To see all of our coverage, go to wefreports.com. Of course, that's Ezra Levant, and he's a grubby peasant, just like you and I are the grubby peasants. If that was you and I, we would have flown in on a commercial jet. I'm all for, I mean, hey, if I can afford a private jet, I'll fly private every time. 
every time. If I can afford business class, business class. First class, I'll fly. I don't have any problem with it, but I'm not a hypocrite. So they're flying in. And not only do they fly in in their private jets, they can't just get a nice little Uber into Davos. They got to they gotta then use a fossil fuel, uh, jet fuel guzzling helicopter to fly them from the airport to a helo pad where then they get in their SUV with Al Gore and then go to their uh, CO2 guzzling hotel. That's who these people are. Well, all the while telling, and by the way, there's really not that many of them. It's all an illusion. It's a bunch of little tiny people in a little tiny crowd trying to dictate to you and me. And we just need to collectively tell them to shove it. Shove it. Climb to the highest mountain peak in Davos. Pull your pants down and shove that mountain peak up your own caboose. That's what, need, that's what needs to be said. No more fear. No more you know, ominous. I love the way I love the way Rebel News does things. Ezra Levant, love the Avi uh, Yemeni. I love it. They don't show all these. Well, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. You know, most esteemed one. No, they're pleasant enough. We don't. You don't need to be calling demons, sir, or honorable. They're not. Just a bunch of demon possessed, baby butchering, climate hoaxing, COVID hoaxing, vaccine hoaxing demons. That's all they are. Who these people are. Look at this. Look at this pick. Now, Earth pick. Private flights to Davos. Here's the stats for you for 2022. Not this year, which I'm sure is more. Because 2022 is actually not, not that well attended because it was very, it was a political hot button at the time. So the Brian Kemp's of the world, the Maria Salazar's of the world, the Christopher Ray's of the world, they, they stayed away that year. But not this year. So I'm sure that the this is actually these stats have actually gone up. And I mean way up. So let's look at 2022s though. Private flights to Davos 2022. It has emitted as much CO2 as 350,000 cars. And what do they want to get rid of? Cars. Anomaly actually put out a, put out a pic today. If you follow Anomaly on Twitter, which I advise you to do. The reformed leftist. He's great. He actually put a map of all the current flights going over the United States. And then he says they want us to get rid of cars. But here you have it. They want to get rid of cars, but in one week, one week, one week, they actually emitted 350,000 cars worth of CO2. But yet they are telling you and I that CO2 emissions are an existential threat to your life. And my producer Aaron brought, brought this back to my attention. The Glasgow Climate Summit, which is another thing under the auspices of the UN and the World Economic Forum, where he had Billy Gates, noted climate hoaxer, vaccine whore, that he is, and, and Jeff Bezos, how did they how did they attend the Glasgow Climate Summit? And my producer Aaron actually brought more detail in it than I hadn't thought of. They had somebody, what would it be? Is it, is it drive a boat? I don't know. How do you, what, you know, whatever, I don't know. Drive their yachts to Glasgow, Scotland. From the United States or wherever it's docked at, they aren't on the boat while it's being driven there. So someone has to drive their yachts to Glasgow, Scotland for the climate summit. Then they flew their private jets to Glasgow. This is Billy Gates and Jeff Bezos, people who, who believe that the climate is going to kill you because of the CO2 emissions that they are emitting. 
So then they fly their private jets. They don't fly together. It's not like Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Jean Carré and Al Gore and his SUVs and Christopher Ray and Maria Salazar all get on a, a private jet together. They all fly over alone. So you have Jeff Bezos then, after he has his yacht, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates have their yachts driven to Glasgow's Scotland for the climate summit. Then they fly over there individually on their private jets, get on their helicopters and fly onto their yachts where they mill around all day long. And then they get back on their helicopters, fly over back into Glasgow's, get in their SUVs and then drive to the Glasgow's climate summit. After the summit, they have people drive their yachts back. Well, and then get on their private jets and fly back to the United States. All in the name of meeting to stop that which they're doing. And these people, if they, actually, if, if they actually had to live with that, that they are pushing on the rest of us, that they're espousing, they had to live with that which they are espousing, they would be the most depressed people on the planet. No more helicopters, no more private yachts, no more SUVs, nothing. That, that, but that's never the plan. It's to crush you while they continue to do everything they want to do. And we're supposed to just take it. Don't take it. Don't give up your guns. Don't give up your internal combustion engines. Period. I don't, listen, I don't know where I stand on Elon Musk. I ain't never buying no Tesla. I even, I even like the way they look. I'm not buying one just to make a point. I do everything to make a point. Everything. I'm going to live to 120 out of spite. Just to show people that the Bible is correct in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. But I digress. All right, let's go on to the next one, Will. Andrew Lawton video. Here it is. Here's the climate hoax. I'm going to play two videos on this. Play it for me. Understand where the word net came from. It came from the only way we could get a 2050 target. It was a massive give to the fossil fuel sector to get them to not go full ambush against everything anyone would ever do for climate change. The fact is, they're still going full ambush, but now they are talking at some of the politer dinners I go to, not in public, about net zero barrel of oil by 2050. It means no change, no change at all. So I'd argue we don't have to have emissions. We don't have to have plastic waste. It's a very valuable commodity. We don't have to pump all that carbon into the atmosphere. You can actually use that. What we need is technology which is right on the table now, which just eliminates emissions. It's solar, wind, it's batteries, it's green hydrogen. No, no one can argue that. No physicist, no scientist, no biologist, no ecologist, and certainly no businessman and politician can argue it. We do not have to have emissions. Thank so you. I want to put that out there. Real zero. You will. So here's, now who is this guy? He's saying that we they not only want to go, go to net carbon zero, or net zero carbon, net zero carbon. They don't want that, which means you're just balancing it all out and it comes out to be net zero. So you still are acknowledging they have to, you do have to burn some CO2. He wants zero. Now, who is this guy? He's claiming that we never have to have any emissions. Sitting there, espousing his viewpoints, being lauded at the World Economic Forum as some sort of prophet, as some sort of soothsayer, a man full of wisdom. Who is this guy? Australian mining executive 
Andrew Forrest. A mining executive is claiming that we should have no emissions. How is he going to mine? How, how, is, how, in the, how, is, how is Andrew Forrest going to mine with no emissions? And what he claims, Forrest claims we can eliminate emissions using existing technology, solar, wind, batteries, and green hydrogen. How are you going to mine using solar? How, I'm, I'm curious. How are you going to mine using wind? I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how would you you get a front end loader to run on wind? But what so what what's his true motives? He's a miner. He how do how do you what's the what's the what's the root of electric cars? Lithium batteries. What's he mining for? See, I mean, that's all that it's about is how can I personally gain? He doesn't care. He looks like he's somewhere in his 60s or 70s. He's going to be dead in 10, 15 years. He just get as much, get, as Andrew Walmack says, he's going to get as much as he can and then can what he gets and sit on the can. He doesn't care. It's just like Joe Biden. He doesn't care that he destroys everything. Mitch McConnell in bed with the CCP. He doesn't care that he destroys America. He's going to get all that he can. Can what he gets and sits on sit on the can again. Credit Andrew Womack. But that's I mean again, this guy's just there for his own personal profit. That's it. There's, there's nothing about how are you going to mine? And, and by the way, again, I showed this video. There's way more carbon emissions in the building of an electric car than a than a carbon than a than an internal combustion engine car, regular car emits for 20 years. You have to drive that electric car for 20 years before it ever starts to be a benefit in comparison. And no, an internal combustion engine rarely lasts 20 years. Absolutely no sense. If it's nonsensical and illogical, then it has to be nefarious. If they're pushing out an agenda that makes no sense, get an electric car with no emissions. Well, how do you build the electric car? Emissions. How do you charge the batteries in the electric car? Emissions. How do you get the lithium lithium in the lithium ion batteries? Emissions. It makes no sense. If it makes no sense and it's illogical, then there has to be a nefarious moron behind it. Speaking of nefarious morons, here's another one. Saudi Arabian diplomat Ahmad Ajabir talks about his vision of the future. There will be no cars. Play it for me. Virtually no traffic. You can go to different places very efficiently without... Uh, using cars. There are no cars. Not um, one single car? It's, uh, it's going to be different types of transportation that are, uh, like I said, environmentally friendly. There will be, uh, it's based on renewable energy. He sounds like an ARC church pastor who's advocating that gay is okay, that trans is okay, and that there is no hell. I just want to say that there will be no cars. There will be no need for cars. This guy's from Saudi freaking Arabia. There's no Saudi Arabia without cars, you stupid idiot. Now, do you think he really believes that? Or is he just getting a check mark from the World Economic Forum so the World Economic Forum doesn't attack Saudi Arabia? Now, here's the thing. You're like, well, they would have to, wouldn't they? If they're people of principle and they hate CO2, then they would have to attack Saudi Arabia. No, it's just, it's just like all of you know, the left in the, in the United States. Why is it that everything that's hate speech is only hate speech if it's directed at a leftist? I get called names. Why, why is it only hate speech if it's directed at a Muslim and not a Christian? It's just a, it's just a giant joke. 
that you think that if they were principal people, they'd be all over Saudi Arabia. No, they're in partner, partnership with Saudi Arabia. Here's the thing. If Greta Thunberg is actually doing what I think that she's doing, judging from the videos that I saw or video that I saw today, she's attacking these people, actually calling them hypocrites. And I don't agree with Greta Thunberg about anything. I'm just saying she's actually calling them hypocrites. If that's actually what she's doing in the CNBC studio in Davos, which by the way, is a whole nother thing. I was telling my producer, Aaron, they've got a desk set up. NBC has a desk set up on, in front of the mountains as if they're covering the Olympics in Davos. Last year, everyone was shying away from Davos. Now everybody's all in on Davos. That's because COVID didn't work. So they've got to reorganize. They've got to debrief and figure out their next. Then you got Bill Gates, catastrophic contagion convention. But the next, cat, the next contagion, the next pandemic is going to be 2025. Got to regroup. But you think they would be attacking Saudi Arabia. No, they, they, they don't care about emissions. They care about power. They'll use emission control to crush you while they are spewing more emissions in a day than you will in a year. It's got nothing to do with changing the climate. It has nothing to do with lowering the Earth's temperature and saving you from some sort of existential threat. Just like all of their mitigations for COVID, vaccines, lockdowns, social distancing, six feet apart, had nothing to do with your safety. It had to do with them controlling you. Let's see if we can get, let's see if we can get the world Lao Beijing to do whatever we say. Let's see if we can get them to do it. Because we know that we get them to mask, we get them to buy EVs. Well, what's so bad about having an EV, Tom? Well, then somebody else is at the spigot of your power. Just turn it off. What's wrong with having a singular access point to a worldwide economy? They'll just turn it off. Well, they, you know, no, it'll be if I came within 10 feet of somebody who had what who had Sears, that's Bill Gates, Catastrophic Contagion Convention, that's his new acronym. Instead of COVID-19, now it's Sears, S-E-E-R-S. Aaron got the, the definition for me last time. I can't remember what it stands for, but they just say, oh, you're like, well, I came within 10 feet of somebody I could be infected. Who knows? So then you, you go to using your QR code. You just swipe in your QR code. It goes off like it does in China. It starts flashing yellow. You're like, well, I must have been, I must be contaminated. Who, who? Maybe you're just a political opponent and the people at the switch don't want you going into that store. They, they want you to comply. So you're not going to go into the store where there's food until you come and renounce your beliefs. Yes, sir, you got it for me, Aaron? You just still your tease, man. Your tease. It was on the screen, but then it came off. Right, let's just go to the next one. Here's an interesting thing now, kind of just for a brief moment. I want to just launch into vaccinated stuff. There, severe epidemic, intra-intravirus respiratory syndrome. That's Sears. Keep that in your mind. Keep that in your mind, because that's what Bill Gates. It's just like COVID-19 event 201, October 2019, two months before. The World Military Games in Wuhan, China, where the Wuhan Institute of Virology is, where the Chinese Academy of Sciences are funded by Anthony Fauci and Eco Health Alliance and Peter Daszak, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funded by the People's Liberation Army. Event 201, wargaming and tabletop exercising, a coronavirus outbreak. Now you got Bill Gates and his catastrophic contagion conference advocating for a Sears outbreak. Keep that in the back of your mind. All of these people need to be defunded. 
Many of them need to be tried for crimes against humanity, Nuremberg-style uh, trials. It needs to go all the way up from civil to criminal, all the way to treason. That's why they're terrified. That's why Joe Biden turned over his documents now, getting ahead of it. I'm not going to digress back into that. That's what keeps costing me these shows. I'm like, I, I guess it's almost 10 o'clock. How'd that happen? I'm talking about Joe Biden the whole time, the stupid documents. Here's just an interesting, here's an interesting uh, video that I saw. U.S. Freedom Flyers are in demand. Who are Freedom Flyers? By the elite. Play it for me, Will. And the U.S. Freedom Flyers, Josh Yoda, he's the head president of the U.S. Freedom Flyers. He said they're getting calls now from wealthy businessmen and companies to fly their executives around on business jets with unvaccinated crew. Now, they get the luxury of being able to choose because there are still a large amount of crew available in the United States who are not vaccinated because the companies they work for didn't mandate it. And yes. these, these wealthy businessmen are requiring unvaccinated crew on their business. Now, passengers of an airline on an airline bought a ticket don't have that luxury. It's just like, okay. Are you, you know, aware of that happening in Australia as well, Alan? No, we don't really have as, as big a market for a business and corporate jets here. And uh, we're, not, we're not at the leading edge of, of getting calls. But the US Freedom Flyers have been going a lot longer than the Aussie Freedom Flyers. And uh, they're, they're a lot more well-connected than we are. But certainly, you know, if there are any businessmen out there that want to fly business jets, that I, myself, team members on the court case in the Magnificent 24 and a whole bunch of other Virgin, Virgin Australia crew that are on the ground, qualified, type-rated, experienced, unvaccinated, that are available because they... So the very people that have been pipping, whoring, mandating, and dictating vaccines, calling for vac vaccine documentation, vaccine passports, can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without being vaccinated and having proof of that vaccination via a vaccine passport, a QR-coded mark of the beast on your phone, are now asking for unvaccinated pilots. I just have a list, some of the biggest vaccine whores on the planet, the bourgeois leftist leaks, Pink, Jamie Lee Curtis, Martha Stewart, George Clooney, Jenna, Jenna, Jennifer Aniston, all of these people, I want their flight log information, which by the way is public record. Those requests are public record. Uh, listen, if you have access to that information, you need to release it. Do the right thing. Well, then Jen Aniston, Aniston might not call me for another flight. Who cares? Do what's right. If these people, again, this is just, this is the epitome. I'm in the, still in the World Economic Forum section of the show. This is the epitome of the World Economic Forum. Push vaccines, vaccine dictates, mandates, passports. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without one. And then demand that you get that you get an unvaccinated pilot. All the while claiming those three words, safe and effective. But you don't want your pilot stroking out in mid-flight. But you still claim, those very people, I'm gonna show you, the, show you just, the, just the satanic evil of it all. Those very people who know, they know, listen, they all know they would rather lie and stick with their political agenda 
than just repent and acknowledge the truth. That's what they do. That's what that's who these people are. But they know that they are asking for a pure blood pilot because they are afraid of what that vaccine can do. Capillary blood clotting myocarditis. They know ADE. They know. But those same people, after getting their pure blood pilot, will land on the ground with that pure blood pilot, get out of the world economic form, demand that everybody get vaccinated, knowing that it causes the very things that they're requesting a pure blood pilot for. They know that it causes the very things that could kill the pilot, and that's why they're asking for a pure blood pilot. They will go to the World Economic Forum, and they will spout, get vaccinated to everybody. You're not, you are not a compassionate human being, a loving human being, a caring human being, unless you get vaccinated. While they, so they're telling people to go and get the very sicknesses, illnesses, or diseases they don't want in their pilots. That's who they are. So why does the Christian church, the evangelical world, ever take a single marching order from any of these people? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. If you closed, you did. If you masked, you did. If you ever used the word six-foot distancing or together alone or, or, let's, or alone together. If you ever locked down your church or your business, you did, you did follow their marching orders. Which again, let me just say what I say every podcast. And I said from the pulpit this Sunday morning at Foundation Church. It amazes me that Christians, evangelical Christians, who despise abortion, despise communism, despise the sin of homosexuality and transgenderism, despise the sin of fornication and pornography, despise people who want to violate the Second Amendment, Despise people who want, to take, who want to take their guns. Despise totalitarian governments and statist police. Will then, at the request or mandate of those very people, take a metal rod full of those people's fluid and jam it into their bloodstream. Amazing to me. That if you're somebody who doesn't, who can't stand Joe Biden, you will take Joe Biden's vaccine and inject it into your bloodstream. And by the way, just to be an equal opportunity offender, Donald Trump's latest interview, he said he saved millions of people through Operation Warp Speed. He's getting further and further away from my vote. Of course, I'll vote for him over any Democrat. But I can tell you, he continues to do this with all of the evidence that's out. 40 Edward Dowd, 40% increase in excess mortality for ages 25 to 64, 32% increase in excess mortality in all other age brackets coming from the insurance industry. And yet Donald Trump in his latest interview is saying, you know what? He saved millions of lives through Operation Warp Speed. <clears throat> totally wrong, Donald. Totally wrong. And it's a shame that you want to live in that galactic ignorance. Still love you. Way better than Biden or any Democrat, but not good on the vaccines. Rage, speaking of that, Rage Against the Vaccines video. European Commissioner VP Vera something at the World Health, World, World Health Organization. Same thing. World Health Organization, World UN, World Economic Forum, all the same thing. CDC, FDA, NIH, all the same thing. Illegal hate speech, which you will soon, which you will have soon also in the U.S. Watch this. Play it for me. Well, we need 
the people who understand the language and the case law in the country, mm. because what qualifies as hate, hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the US, I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this uh, in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. The AI would be too dangerous. So she's probably part of the European Union, European Commissioner, VP Vera Yourova. She says that we're going to have hate speech laws inside the United States soon which could happen. You're like, no, that can never happen in any sort of Western-style democracy. Well, it's already fully in, fully in place in England and Canada in, parts, in a part of California right now where if you use the wrong pronoun on purpose, how they determine on purpose or not, of course, who knows, you can go to prison for that. That, all, of course, is still part of the one world, of the one world commerce system agenda, but I'm not going to die... Uh, Go back into that right now. I don't want to digress into that. But that's part of it. So she's a legend. I go back to the point that I made a minute ago. Why is it you're going to have this, these hate speech laws, right? But the only kind of hate speech is anti-left. It's the, same thing with, it's the same thing with disinformation or misinformation. The only type of misinformation is anti-agenda, anti-leftist agenda information they deem as disinfo, disinfo or misinformation. Anything that speaks against the agenda is also, or potentially, hate speech. Depending on the hate, the you know the, the disinformation would be more about policy issues, and then hate speech would be more personal things. Not calling a he a she when the he wants to be called a she. That would be hate speech. None of there is no hate speech for you and me though. They call me a conspiracy theorist. That's not hate speech. They call me a white whatever. That's not hate speech. All of the hate speech is what is, can only be things that are directed at the left. The only thing that's misinformation is challenging the leftist narrative. Where, where, where's, where's the fairness application of, of anti-Christian things that are said? Where you, have, where you have Noah Harari say that Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus is, fu- is fake news. Why is that not hate speech? But if you say something about Muhammad, that is hate speech. Which again, the leftist support for the Islamic faith is laughable considering that women have no rights. But it works because it's politically beneficial for them to right now support a religion they'll later suppress. It's all about getting power at the moment and then crushing the, the collaborators and the cooperators last. You may, be, get, you may get crushed last, which may be why people collaborate and cooperate. Well, at least, you know, I know I'm going to get, I know that I'm going to get crushed by these people economically or even physically, but at least it'll be last for me. How about we just, none of us get crushed? How about none of us just don't comply with these little small group of weasels at the World Economic Forum? Just going back to America real quick. Here's a video that I just had to play because this is somebody who's standing up. A great threat to himself. Outkick video. Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov. Refused to wear a rainbow jersey for warm-ups during Pride Night. Gosh, Pride Night in the NHL. It's just like Pride Night in NASCAR. What happened? I mean, what, what happened to our, to our great, manly, hetero, American first sports? Hockey, NASCAR. The NFL's long gone. The best right now is MLB, but they still do their Pride stuff too. 
But here he is, a Flyers defenseman, Ivan Provorov, refused to wear a rainbow jersey, and here's how he gets questioned. Play for me. Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Any, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would like I would answer those. Just, uh, can you just kind of find what? Hmm? Can I keep that fire religion? Russian Orthodox. So with the game tonight, Ivan, um, obviously Kevin Hayes had a hat trick. That's how that's how he gets questions about. He's asked about what his um, religion is, something Orthodox, Russian Russian Orthodox. He's not going to go out there wearing a pro homosexual jersey. Listen, and he says it. I respect every. I don't care if you're homosexual. Honestly, I don't care that you are. I know what the Bible says about it. Both the heterosexual sinner and the homosexual sexual sinner will not inherit the kingdom of God. Simple as that. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 6, 9 and 10. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. Read it for yourself. That's where, that's, that's where he stands. I stand in my, in my religious beliefs. Simple, it's simple as that. Now, why do I bring that up? Because the World Economic Forum, European Commissioner Vera Uraroff, says that it, she wants to make what he did illegal. Illegal. You will wear your pride jersey or you will be charged with a crime, maybe a federal crime, maybe a felony, maybe a, 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 a first-degree misdemeanor. Who knows what they're going to charge you with? It'll escalate as time goes by. As they escalate their agenda, they'll escalate the punitive measures of violating their agenda. And that's, he has every right to do it. They want to criminalize that. Understand that. That's what the world economic, why? Why would they want that? Do you, do you think that Klaus Schwab actually sits at home thinking, you know what, I just love seeing men dressed as women. I love to see fully penis men in ladies' bathrooms. Do you think that's what his deal is? No. He could care less. He doesn't care about any sort of moral values at all. But he wants to use that to leverage you to manipulate you into the behavior that he wants you, the behavior that he wants you to do, into the, into the behavior that he believes in. And that behavior is compliance. You will comply. You know, you'll get arrested. They want to, they want to have another thing to be able to arrest you for, to be able to criminally charge you with, i.e. manipulate you. This is what the FBI is all about now. It's not about whether anybody commits crimes or not. It's about whether they can get a probable cause affidavit in, fl- in front of an Obama judge with an Obama jury to threaten you with, to manipulate your behavior, to silence you, to get you to vote, to, to not just silence you, to make you say the things they want you to say and make you do the things they want you to do. And, he's, and, and uh, Ivan, okay, I'm, I know I'm butchering his last name, Provorov, he's standing up. He's saying no. Here's what his coach had to say. Play it for me, Will. John, turning away from the game for a second, um, Ivan Provorov wasn't in warm-ups before the game. Um, there was a report that he wasn't in warm-ups because he didn't want to wear the, the Pride jersey for Pride night. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, I, I think the organization has sent out a release regarding the organization, the, the beliefs that we have uh, and how we feel about it, and really a great night. Um, with Provy, uh, uh, he he's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his belief in his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always... Good job, John Tortorella, former head coach of the Lightning for a brief period of time. Former head coach of the Rangers, very successful coach, whose son is an Army Ranger. He stood up, he knows. 
He knows. Should stand more, but he's, that was good enough. He stood up, stood up for his player. He said what needed to be said. He, you know what? He did the right thing. Now here's the thing. I want to. I'm moving on from that, but it's still sticking with the transgender agenda and what it has to do with Davos. Transgender agenda is all about ushering in hate speech laws. It's got nothing to do with caring about transgenders any more than the climate agenda has anything to do with CO2 emissions, any more than the COVID agenda, vaccine agenda has to do with keeping you healthy. None of those things. They're not doing any of those things for any of those purposes at all. It's all about leveraging you into a one world commerce system, single access point controlled by them. And they're using transgenderism to do it. You will do what you're told. You will mask. You will pronoun exactly as we tell you to do it. Then after we arrest you for not, it's another thing to have over your head that they can threaten you with. More, the more the Chinese, the CCP is their model for the globe. So here is Jack, Jack Posobiec video. You must accept transgender agenda at Miss Universe. Here is the male owner, fully penis male owner of the Miss Universe uh, contest, what do you call pageant? Miss Universe pageant. Here, here he is talking about women's rights. Play for me. Welcome to the Miss Universe organization. From now on, it's going to be ran by women. Women. Owned by Juan Suman. For all women. Women. <laughs> Back to me. Now, listen, I'm just going to give everybody just a helpful hint. If a woman sounds like woman, that's not a woman. That's a fully pe- penis, testosterone-filled male, which is what that guy is, with prosthetic breasts sewn into his body. That's all that he is. He'll never be a woman, ever. He doesn't have a uterus. He doesn't have ovaries. I'll, go, that's, I'll leave it right there. And now he is advocating for women's rights inside of the Miss Universe pageant, which will soon be won by a man. We all know that. We all know that. Now, here's some just, I had to just show you some galactic idiocy before leaving tonight. Daily Wire, Daily Wire tweet, Minnesota house member, I'm a player video, advocates for a bill requiring menstrual products in boys' school bathrooms. Not all students who menstruate are female. Let's go right to the next one, Will. Deb, Dr. Jebra Fashi video. I'm waiting for my son to get his period. So far, nothing. Play it for me. I would encourage uh, the committee to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons. Um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender-neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, not all students who menstruate are female. Um, we need to make sure that all students have access to these products. Um, there are obviously less um, non-female menstruating students, and therefore their usage will be much lower. And that was actually um, calculated into the cost of this um, and how much we decided to fund it. And so we, we do not expect that the non-female menstruating students will use um, these products as much as the the students using female bathrooms, but it's important to have them there. Um, and that brings me to the, just the social emotional reasons for that. Um, these students who are not female, who menstruate, um, face a greater stigma and barrier um, to asking for these products. And so providing them in an easily accessible place um, in all student bathrooms is particularly important for those students. Now, this is the stupidity section of the pervert section of the show. Of course, advocated by the World Economic Forum because we're still in the World Economic Forum, which we'll launch next next show too on Saturday. 
But just to break down what she's saying. So let's just make sure we understand. So you have females who menstruate. Then you have females who are identifying as men who menstruate. Then you have men identifying as females who don't menstruate but also need tampons. That's who these people are. That, that is, and, and again, I, just, I say this for this reason. Why would any conservative do one thing any of these people say? That woman, and, and listen, this may bother some of you, don't care. Clue number one. 35, 36, 37, 40 year old woman who is a Minnesota uh, what it was a house member who feels the need to dye, uh, to dye her hair fuchsia colored, mixed with purple. Strike one. But she is the same person advocating for vaccines and masks. Oh, I can't stand any of this. Then why did you take your vaccine? Why did you take your medical advice? Why did you put a mask on your face? Why did you quarantine your healthy family? It was her, symbolically speaking, that was advocating for those very things. So that's the stupidity portion. Here's the horror portion of transgenderism. Allison Simpson, who works at the, this is a Megan Brock video. Allison Simpson, who works at the UPMC Children's Hospital Gender Program, describes, remember, Aaron and I showed this on the podcast. I think I can't remember how many years ago, so don't hold me to the years. You can look it up, and we have the slide somewhere. But back, what was it, 20 years ago, we had two, I believe, two gender, uh, transgender-esque children facilities in America, and now we have over 150. And it was just like 10, 15, 20 years ago. Max, max. I think it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, two now we got 150. Why? For the love of money is the root of all evil. Not to mention, which also the World Economic Forum, it's the love of money that's at the base of that agenda. But Allison Simpson describes the possibility of uterine transplants from live donors being given to men. Ripping out the uterus from a woman wanting to be a man and putting it into a man who wants to be a woman. Play it for me. One area that ha had not been looked at before in any serious way was, could the donors be live donors? Because in the original study, it was, the conclusion was that they would have to be cadaver-based donors or, or um, from individuals who were no longer alive, right? So live donation has been something the community has talked about for decades. It was really seen as magical thinking um, for a th this would be a live donation from a, a person who was assigned female at birth but identified as a transgender man. And they said, well, you know, I have these parts. I don't want them. You want them. You need them. So what if I gave them to you? How would that work? And apparently, based on their research, this is actually viable. Anecdotally, many, but not all, transgender women, especially those who transitioned younger in life, have expressed an interest in having children in a way that is congruent for their own bodies. Now, first of all, I'm just wondering, is Al Allison Simpson? Is that Al? Is that Alex Simpson? Because again, if it's a man, if it's a woman talking like this, hello, welcome, how are you doing, how are you doing? Let's all rip out some uteruses and put them inside of men. It's probably not a woman. But I want you to think of the Goebbels, Mengele style experimentation 
that the globalist bourgeois leftist elite out of Davos and out of the Democratic Party in the United States of America are advocating for. Taking the uteruses out of. So basically, you'd have almost Terminator salvation style surgery going on here where you are taking out the uterus out of a woman, a live woman who's right next to a live man who wants to be a woman, taking out her organs and putting it inside of the man as if that will do anything. I believe it was my producer, Aaron, who do, who, uh, show, who put this, I gotta get, I gotta put that on there. It doesn't matter what you do. You can put a uterus inside of a man all you want. He's not capable of giving birth. His bone structure won't allow it. I believe it's you, Aaron, that sent it to me. It actually had, you can, you can pull up this video. Google it, where they have a large steel ball bearing showing how it can pass through a human. It ain't passing through a dude. You can invert his penis all you want. It ain't happening. You put a uterus in him all you want. Still not going to have enough hormones to produce a child. These people are mangalas. And just to show you this last point, my producer Aaron came up, this, came up with the slide for me. And just showing you, number of pediatric gender clinics in 2007, two. Number of pediatric gender uh, gender clinics in 2022. Doesn't have the number on it, but I believe we counted it somewhere around 150. There you go. There it is. Those are the people meeting in Davos. Don't follow any of their advice ever. Back here, Saturday night, 1030, also on the Christian Television Network for 55 live minutes of fury. Love you all. Don't miss a whole bunch of videos to follow. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible.